0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Again, we have an abbreviated show today because we have Rays Baseball coming your way at the bottom of the hour. But it is my pleasure to bring in uh, a player that you will get to know uh, as the gator basketball men's basketball season uh unfolds ej jarvis the transfer from yale is here in the house uh go ahead and stick his mic on elliot and uh we'll get him here there you go welcome good to have you thank you for having me uh if you have a question you want to ask you can call us up 392-8255 i have a few um i guess the most obvious one um First of all, how was your
1: time at Yale when you played there? Uh, My time at Yale was great. I mean, Coach Jones, Coach Simon, Coach Kingsley, uh, Coach Paul. I mean, one of the biggest reasons I came to Yale was uh, the coaching staff. And on top of that, you get a great education, uh, beautiful campus up in New Haven. And um, throughout my four years there, I really met some people that I think will be lifelong friends. So Overall, it was a great experience. And then I guess the obvious one after that, why Florida? Uh, Well, again, it started with the coaching staff Um, because I have one year of uh, eligibility to play. I I really wanted to find a genuine coaching staff um, that not only wanted the best for myself, but also the best for the team. Um, And with the Florida coaches, I mean, Coach Golden, Coach Hubby were the first to sort of reach out. And, I mean, they seem like great people. And then on top of it, it's University of Florida. I mean, you can't beat the culture here. Um, You can't beat the fans here, and um, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Uh, If somebody is going to watch you play and hadn't seen you play at Yale, give them a little thumbnail sketch of your game. Yeah, so um, I think I'm definitely an energy and effort guy. Um, I'm not the guy who's going to score the most points, um, but I'll try and get the most rebounds or the most steals or blocks um, or look to find a teammate in. Um, I think at Yale, as I played and got more used to college basketball, I think my game sort of – it varied depending on the season. I mean, my freshman year, I, I came off the bench, didn't really do a lot. Sophomore year was unfortunately canceled. Um, and my junior year, I uh, just became a guy off the bench who would bring that energy and effort. And then senior year, um, team needed a little bit more scoring, lead, uh, needed a little bit more leadership, and I stepped up to the plate. So at at Florida, I'm just looking to bring all those aspects of my game and bring, in the, bring them to our team. Where do you think your game has improved the most? Um, I would definitely say three-point shot um my junior year I think I shot 0 for 7 in my senior year I shot I think it was 13 for 32 or something so definitely a lot more attempts definitely a lot more makes um and then also I think my understanding of the game that's sort of come with a little bit more a little bit more of experience um so I understand where the right play is uh where it's supposed to be on defense and it's you know everybody always says that it slows down as you get older so I think that's true for me um, is ha, is there a
0: big uh, style difference, if you want to call it that, between what you did at, you know, what you
1: ran at Yale and what you see at Florida? Yeah, I would say um, definitely there's a big difference between Ivy League basketball and SEC basketball. Um, more specifically, Yale and Florida, I think Florida's looking to get up and down a little bit more. Um, yeah, we'd run a lot more sets, uh, run a lot more half-court game. And so far, practicing with the guys, sort of understanding the, the coach's play style, they're definitely looking to get out and transition a lot, um, and that's obviously understandable, considering that it is SEC basketball and you're trying to get easy buckets, uh, sprint out when you can and just play tough. We
0: talked about this before we went on here, but I think sometimes fans get confused, and I understand why because there's all these NCA things you can practice when you can't practice or you know what to, so what are you allowed to do uh, both individually and in terms of team during this summertime period?
1: Yeah, so individually, you can work out as much as you want. Um, If I want to go in the gym, I can be in there 24 hours a day if I wanted. Um, As a team, though, um, for the last couple weeks, we've been practicing um, together, um, playing pickup in the weight room, and we have a certain amount of time uh, per the NCAA rule. So obviously we don't go over that. But just in the allotted time that we've had, um, I can definitely see that um, the coaches recruited a good group of guys. Um, Everybody's invested into what Coach Golden and uh, his staff are trying to build this year, um, it's been really intense. Um, this is my first summer working out um, with the team just because Ivy League rules said we couldn't. Um, so I'm definitely getting to see what it's like to be uh, at this high, med, um, high major conference level, and I, it's definitely, uh, I've definitely learned a lot from this summer. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that I got to experience this. What are your impressions of Coach Golden? I mean, he's a high-energy, enthusiastic guy, and I mean, as a player, that's what you wanna see in your coach. That's what you love about your coach. Um, he is someone that will explain things to you in a very positive manner, which I really appreciate. Um, and he always brings out the best in people. He brings out the best in someone if they're having a bad day or if they're having a good day. Um, and As a player, especially being a fifth year grad, I mean, you start to understand like what good coaches and bad coaches are, and I think Coach Golden's a really, really good coach. EJ Jarvis our guest here live in studio you'll see him in
0: the upcoming Gator men's basketball season um I'm, I'm curious about you growing
1: up did you play any other sports besides basketball yeah so actually I played a lot of sports growing up um as a kid played soccer tennis uh track and field basketball lacrosse, really? uh Jeez. swimming like I, I was a kid that really did everything sports related but um um I say more around middle school um high school I did a a lot of basketball and a lot of track. Um, come from a big track family. Um, my brother, uh, he uh, jumps at Oberlin, and my mom ran track um, in uh, in college as well, so. When did you kind of know you were pretty good at hoop? Uh, I would, to be honest, I would say around, everybody told me that I was good around ninth grade, just because I played with a, like a very, like I played with tenacity, I played with passion but i didn't really figure out how good i was for myself until probably around the end of my sophomore year of high school when colleges started reaching out um and that's when i started thinking about oh like maybe i could play in college basketball and see where it goes from there and both my parents my mom and my dad have always emphasized like academics are the like they'll get you far in life and that's why uh that's why i ended up choosing yale got the best of both worlds
0: um with NIL and all of that um I hope I asked this question in in the right way i there's a lot of fans that think n i l is not good for sports that there's too much money that can be given to a college athlete
1: uh as a college athlete how would you respond to that um i think n i l is is a it's a good thing for for players i think with it being introduced uh set, like I think it was two years ago now. Um, I think it's definitely a different uh there's it's a different aspect of college uh basketball and college athletics that people really thought would have never happened. I mean, with the NCAA prohibiting stuff like this for such a long time, now that the change is finally here, people are obviously gonna have to get adjusted to change and some get adjusted earlier than others, but I think the overall aspect and what NIL brings to uh college sports and college as a whole, it gives student athletes like myself the opportunity to profit off of the hard work the hard work that we're putting in, which I think is the most important aspect of NIL. Um, you can reach out to brands, get money, blah, 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 but I think it's something that shows that the hard work is paying off, um, and it's also setting up a lot of college athletes for their futures mm-hmm. after the ball stops bouncing or after they have to move on from their sport, um, and I think it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to have
0: uh if you have a question before we let ej go you can call us 392 you can ask him a question after hoops w- what do you want
1: to do in terms of vocation and you know later on um i'm not sure uh i'm really someone who's uh been taking everything year by year um i'm currently getting my mba at the warrington college of business here and that's a great opportunity i get to learn a lot more about business than i ever thought i than ever i thought i would and um as for what happens after the ball stops bouncing, uh, couldn't couldn't give you an answer right now. Not sure. Um, I, last two questions I have. Um, in terms of,
0: um, you, you mentioned you you the COVID year, and thank goodness that's behind us now. But what was it like for you as an athlete to have to go through that and and have all that
1: happen to you? Um, you know that's a question I've been asked a lot. Um, because Ivy League student-athletes were put in such a unique situation. Exactly, yeah. Uh, We were the only conference that didn't play that year. Um, And it was, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't tough. I mean, it sucked. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, And uh, during that year, I really, I mean, after not playing at all my freshman year and not even knowing when a season would happen, I just, I think that was the most invested I ever was into basketball. Um, I was doing online school. I was fortunate enough to live in Berkeley, California with my aunt and uncle and their two kids because uh, Yale policy said that sophomores at the time could not come back for the first semester. Um, so I worked out there, um, and then for the second semester in the spring, um, I had the opportunity to go back to campus but because of COVID and the hesitancy about um, getting infected, I did, opted to stay and live in D.C. where I'm from, and. I uh, worked out there, got to be an assistant coach sort of player coach for my high school team. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Um and worked uh, a couple jobs, DoorDash, football uh camp counselor for Flagstar um football. And uh you just you made use with uh you made do with what you could at that time and I learned a lot of valuable lef- uh, life lessons off the court that um when I got back on the court that junior year, I mean, I was after sitting out a year and a half and watching everybody else play and watching great March Madness games like UCLA or Gonzaga or watching Michigan State. Um, I mean, it's just like you finally got the opportunity to play again, and I I was ready. All right. I'm going to end on uh, you have a favorite NBA team, favorite NBA player. Uh, I would say I'm a diehard Washington Wizards fan. That's where you're from, right? That's where I'm from. Always have been. And uh, as for a favorite player, uh, not sure. I'm not sure I have a favorite player right now. My actually favorite player growing up, believe it or not, was Steve Nash. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I was a big Steve Nash fan. I used to play with him always in uh, in 2K and became a Phoenix Suns fan as well. So wow, what about Beal even, huh? I was yeah, I was a Bradley Beal fan too. Yeah, uh, growing up he was one of my favorite players. Well, EJ, I, I appreciate you and letting Gator Nation know a little
0: bit about you, and you're welcome back here anytime. I wish you success here uh, with the Gator basketball program, so I appreciate you doing it, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We'll take a break. Come back, 1-14. Time check brought to you by H.J. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Good afternoon, I'm Matt Maddox. The third day of SEC Media Day is underway, and Coach Billy Napier will address the media at 2 p.m. Coach Napier will be joined by Kingsley Egwakin, Jason Marshall Jr., and Ricky Pearsall. The Rays will face off against the Rangers this afternoon to finish the three-game set. Zach Littell will be getting a start against Texas's John Gray as Tampa tries to avoid the sweep. Coverage starts right here at 1.30. In other baseball news, Former Gator baseball player Wyatt Langford finalizes contract with the Texas Rangers for $8 million. Former UF pitcher Brandon Spro also finalizes contract with the Mets and signed for $1.4 million. That's your Gator Sports Center. I'm Matt Maddock.
0: ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.